Welcome to the roundtable. I am Jennifer Eller, and my co-host today is Mike Hill. And I wasn't going to say this, but today is his birthday, so oh happy God. birthday Aww, to happy you. Birthday. Nobody <laughs> cares about birthdays when you're 51 years old. Yes, so they important. do. People yeah. stop caring at like we will 15. Ne- we'll never stop caring See, about there's you. like the 16th birthday, Yeah. 21. Right. 18, or 18, 18. That's right. 16, 18, 18, 18 21. 21. After 21, who cares? <laughs> right? Because last year was the whole like, let's do an over the hill party. What? Just to remind me? <laughs> I mean, is that what you really want to do? You just want to remind me that I'm 50 years old? I'm good with no reminders that I keep getting older. Well, but, sorry. We're going to celebrate no. you. Yes. So, Thank yes. You. <laughs> yeah. Our um, producer, Nick Wilson. Without a camera. <laughs> And then our guest today is Abby Timmons. Hello, Abby. And she's a farmer. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit. I know, but you got to throw that out there because that just makes her a special guest. Well, I was going to say, so she is an HU (laughs) student in ag. I am, Um, So, yeah, and you're from Michigan, and you live on a farm. So what kind of farm do you live on? What do you do? Yeah, so my farm is just basically a hobby farm. Mm -hmm. We do a cow-calf with Dexter cattle, and then I've always loved the goats. So we have a small herd of just Nigerian dwarfs, Mm -hmm. and... We've had a little bit of everything. I mean, we had a mini horse, we've had chickens, we've had ducks, pigs, yeah. a little bit of everything. You name it, we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Which has been fun. Um, I was definitely blessed to have parents who also loved animals mm-hmm. and let me live out my dreams. So yeah. are you going to be an ant? So the ag program at HU, you're going to try yeah. to get into animals or you're going to be like, no, nah, I'm into something else? No, it's definitely the animals. Okay. So my major is ag, produ- er, ag business animal production and then I'm double majoring in ministry and missions. Okay. So definitely hard on the animal production side. I want to get into uh, cattle genetics. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big change lately. It is. Cattle genetics. It is. Yeah. So are you going to stay on the dairy side or are you going to stay in this whole new beef cross side? I want to do both, actually. (laughs) I really want to do both. Um, I love the dairy. Dairy is definitely where my passion is, but I'm also really intrigued by the whole show stock and Mm -hmm. getting those um, top tier genetics. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be a whole different shift from your small, because all the dairies are 2,200. Yeah, five thousand. I mean, there's even now like a lot of ten thousand. Yeah, you know, head dairies. So the whole like wow. genetic element of all of that, and I think it's funny because people don't like realize that from a genetic standpoint, it has a lot to do with the milk you produce, mm-hmm. and that if you don't have top end genetics, and you also can't sell high end milk, and yep. yeah, there's a lot that goes into there's it. So, so. much. <laughs> More than I ever found. <laughs> I have no idea what you're even talking about. Uh, yeah, but I think it's, it's a, yeah, it is a fast. Uh, I mean, it is a, I mean, just like right now from a genetic and from a breeding standpoint, you can do sex semen now. Mm-hmm. So you can decide, wow. I want a heifer or I want a bull, yeah. you know, and you can make that decision and the, yep. you know, and you can choose like whether it's show stock or whether it's, you know, you're doing the just regular breeding. I mean, you can choose the bulls that you want to use with the right lines and the certain genetics have an effect on the milk you get. Yeah. Like it's a science. It really is. I mean, it's not even like go out and feed an animal. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's a, it's a for sure science. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's off the subject, (laughs) but it's pretty cool. So do you have like a certain company you want to work for? I mean, I I don't know anything about that world. You know, I know seed and the Mm -hmm. the seed companies and stuff like that, you know, but there's a few, um, I don't have any like set in stone, but, kind of tossed around a few there's abs or like gen x or select sires so those would be some some of the top tiers that would be so awesome where are they located at like where would you have to move to i would have to relocate okay. they're 
Well, they're a little bit of everywhere, but for me, I'd want to stay mostly Midwest, so I'd have uh-huh. to at least go Indiana, Ohio, probably. Okay. But, but there's okay. representatives well, for all yes. of those around here. Okay. Yes. I mean, they visit okay. our farm all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, because we have all of those genetics that come through ours wow. from dairies. Yeah. So we have wow. a guy that will come around and try to convince us to convince <laughs> the dairies to switch. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, so you have the ABS guy saying, mm-hmm. go to the dairy and tell them to switch to this because you mm-hmm. want. Because it has, on our side of it, it has a lot to do on what gets sold, mm. you know, anyway, on the other end. But all of those Crazy. are. Crazy. If yeah. you had to relocate, where would you want to relocate? Honestly, Indiana. You would? It feels the most like home. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big into Ohio. Just personal preference. But <laughs> <laughs> just, just personal preference. But I, I could see myself in Indiana. Yeah. 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 Nice. So, what's the last book that you have read? You're a oh, reader. Man. Um, I was a reader before college, okay. and then yeah. college kind of just took over with all the different textbooks mm-hmm. that I really never had time to read mm-hmm. on the side, but. Oh, man. Honestly, the last book I read was my devotional this morning. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> That's, a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Is it yes. a good devotional? Is it, it one is you should recommend to anybody? I would recommend okay. it. I don't remember who the author is, but That's it's called good, yeah. Calm Your Anxious Mind, mm. and it's great. I love hmm. it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. So movies. Do you like watch movies, Netflix? I do. I, I'm a movie person. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's... They're easier than books to me. I just don't mm. have to think about it that much, and I just get to, <laughs> I just get to sit there and watch it. So What's your favorite nice. kind of movie? Rom-com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. have one? Um, no. Okay. Probably not. I don't, I like, Brie makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> I like to jump around with movies. I don't just, like, get set on one. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this movie. I'm going to watch it yeah. ten times. Mm. Yeah. That, I can't do that. Yeah. So I pick a new one and, yeah, kind of <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, funny. So Brie Allgaier is her roommate. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So, yes. So that's how, how is we... it being? Re- are we allowed to ask? Her? How is it being roommates with Brie? It's fun. Um, she keeps me on my toes. That's for sure. But I love her to death. Yes. Yes. We love her yeah. too. So Brie works at the cafe. Yeah. So if anybody knows her, she's. Can she's you go to sleep at night? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the thing I would be thinking about. Like Brie's a nonstop talker. Oh my gosh. And I'd want to be with earphones on. Let's go to bed. But maybe she like winds down. She does. She does. She crashes. Um, okay. Anywhere between like nine thirty and eleven, she's like, "Abby, we're going to bed." Okay. <laughs> so, so if there's homework or stuff I still need to do, I either have like my little light in the corner, or I go out to the study lounge. Oh my gosh. So yes. Wow. But okay. that's cute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, when we met a few weeks ago, we kind of was learning about you. And so one of the things that you kind of shared that we wanted to talk on the podcast was um, about anxiety and depression that kind of started in high school, if I remember that right, and then carried over into college. So why don't you kind of tell us that story? Um, Yeah. Um, High school was a really, really rough time Mm -hmm. for me. Um, I was homeschooled and growing up, like, I took a lot of flack for being homeschooled. Mm. Um, I was homeschooled before it was cool. So that's <laughs> so what I like to say. So um, just, like, going out in public with, like, um, my mom, she would do, like, trips with us. We would, like, go to the store, and, like, part of, like, our math would be, like, budgeting for the day mm. or, like, something like that and just more, like, practical things. But people would always, like, look at us weird, and mm. sometimes people would, like, ask my mom, be like, why are your kids not in school? And then, like, she would have to explain to them, like, we were homeschooled. And so, like, growing, growing up, that was just – something that I was used to and then in high school when I was like starting to prepare for college there were just a lot of people that were always like you're there's no way you can go to college like you were Mm -hmm. homeschooled like how do you even think that that's like achievable for you and I'm a go-getter and so I'm somebody who's like if you're gonna tell me I can't watch (laughs) watch (laughs) me do you wrong (laughs) and 
So mm-hmm. it always just kind of spurred me on. But the anxiety, that's something that I've dealt with ever since I was little. Um, I've always naturally just been an anxious person. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's been something that I've had to learn how to work through and mm-hmm. adjust through. And it's definitely something that I bring to prayer a lot mm-hmm. because it's it's hard. It's hard to deal with it in your day-to-day life and figure out how to overcome it. And you just never know when it's going to mm-hmm. sneak up. Um, the depression, that was new. Um, that I got diagnosed with when I was in high school, and that was really hard to take. Uh, Growing up, I come from an absolutely amazing family. I love them to death. Um, And so I was just stunned by, like, how in the world could I be depressed? Like, that just was Mm -hmm. never something that could ever cross my mind. Like, I have a great church family. I have great friends. Like, it just, it never made sense. Mm -hmm. And so I still remember, like, the car ride home from the doctors and just, like, trying to, like, process all Mm -hmm. this and, like, what it means. And, yeah, it was definitely a dark time and uh, I did go to counseling for a little while and it it seemed to help and so um, just kind of working through that and just working through the emotions of all of it and everything and processing it and um, it was probably senior year uh, that really was the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of just friends or people that I thought were friends that kind of lied or like did stuff behind my back Mm -hmm. that I didn't know about and just kind of like spiraled everything again and I was getting ready to go to college um I proved people wrong (laughs) (laughs) and so it was just like accepting like these things of like oh my gosh like everything that I have held so dearly and like everything that I do know um is no longer going to be there like all of my safety nets are gone I'm going to be a freshman like everything's going to be different and I was so excited going into college because of having something new though too because I was like there's not going to be clicks and a lot of people are like Abby how did you experience clicks you were homeschooled mm-hmm. <laughs> um senior year I went to a completely different program that I'd been in before and so I was in all different classes and um the kids in the classes had already formed their groups because I was a senior coming mm-hmm. in and like they'd all been doing it for years together and so that was really hard I found myself at like tables by myself or like only having like one or two friends and like yeah, it was just really hard. It definitely um, was a loneliness that I'd never experienced mm-hmm. before. So then coming into college, um, yeah, I was excited to not have the clicks. Mm-hmm. And I quickly found that college is kind of clicky, too. <laughs> Life is clicky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So surprise. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really rough transition then. And coming in, I was actually a prevent major. and A what? A prevent major. What's prevent? Preventionary. Vet. Oh, vet. I'm like, what? The pre- is there a new? <laughs> yeah, no. no. Prevent. Okay, got it. Prevet. Yeah. yeah, it was prevet. Yeah. And there's just a lot of pressure that comes with prevet. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have almost like a straight 4.0. And so I kind of like fell my found myself falling back into just like this anxiety and depression of just holding myself to like this high standard and putting so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. really. And yeah, and then it just, freshman year was just really awful. <laughs> it just really was. Um, there was just some um, interesting rooming situations, and it just made for a really awful time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, well, can, I, can I ask a few questions <laughs> yeah, throughout, of course. throughout that whole process? Yeah. So, yeah. one, this is, is the new trend, right? So homeschooling is. is a new trend mm-hmm. of, like, a lot of stuff going on in public schools and a lot of people's answer to that is pull my kids out of school and mm-hmm. do something different. So mm-hmm. for you who've experienced it, whether yeah. it was when it was cool or not cool, <laughs> any advice to parents that are uh, processing this whole idea, what do I do? Because a lot of people are in those decisions. So mm-hmm. for me, what are the advantages, disadvantages of 
being homeschooled. Yeah, honestly, the flexibility, truly. Mm. Like, um, coming into college, I honestly didn't feel like it was any different than high school. Like, if anything, college is easier than high school for me, mm. and which shocks a lot of people. <laughs> but um, my parents chose, uh, I was a part of Classical Conversations. and oh, wow. Classical Conversations. Okay. So it's a homeschool co-op. Oh, okay. And their programs are pretty excelled. And so I... I don't know. I was always being challenged by my work, and so it was always just something that, I don't know, mm -hmm. it, I just grew up with that, and so mm -hmm. the transition school-wise wasn't as bad. So I would say that's definitely an, an advantage. Like, college is still achievable whether you're homeschooled or not. Like, that doesn't Yeah, so how do you, how do you answer that. the question of where everybody gets? Because this is everybody's yeah. big discussion of, my kid's not going to be socialized. They're going to mm -hmm. be weird. They're mm -hmm. not going to know how to... <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, we yeah. homeschooled our oh, kids yeah. for a season because... Ministry's like second shift, mm -hmm. you know, and so a lot of times you don't get to see your kids if they're in school and yeah. then you're at work at night. And so we made the decision when the kids were younger and then we put them back in because of sports. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't play sports. Mm -hmm. You couldn't be in anything back then, yeah. you know, if you were homeschooled. But anyway, that's what everybody said to us. Mm -hmm. your kids are going to be weird. <laughs> they're never going to be able to socialize themselves. They're never, they're never going to get the social environment. Mm -hmm. yeah. So is the social environment harder when you're not mm -hmm. in school to be able to socialize when you get back in those environments or not? Uh, to some degree it is. Um, my parents from the bat, my, when my mom told my dad that she was thinking about this idea of homeschooling, my dad was like, we're not having weird kids. <laughs> <laughs> and... So he was, like, adamant, and so it was really funny, but we were just, I don't know, they, I really don't know how they did it, but so it's, socialization it's not, was social, not an issue. It really you. wasn't, no, yeah. like, having church and having youth group and just all the different other outlets, like, if anything, honestly, like, this might sound bad, mm -hmm. kind of toot my own horn, but I feel like homeschoolers in some way are more socialized, mm. but it definitely depends on the homeschooler, because okay. there are some homeschoolers I know that I'm like, mm -hmm. you fit the homeschool stereotype. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those you are kids. one of those people. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So I think mm. it definitely depends on like your environment and like how you are raised. Right. So would you mm. recommend parents homeschooling their kids? I really would. I mean, mm. especially like for my family, like um, growing up in a Christian household, like just being able to instill Christ into everything that we did and all mm. of our work and yeah. I mean, that's part of why I chose to go to a Christian college is because I was like, I'm not going to do homework or any type of studying that doesn't involve mm -hmm. um, right. Christ. Yeah. So. yeah, so here's another big question. Yeah. So there's this argument out there that would say when it comes to anxiety, mm -hmm. right? So you come from a Christian family, you grew yeah. up with a Christian foundation, mm -hmm. and Scripture says don't be anxious, mm -hmm. right? So when you are anxious, it's just because you're not grounded in Christ, mm -hmm. right? Like you're the problem, yeah. you know, and and I think what I've learned over the years is that it's a combination. There I actually agree. is a physical, mental, mm -hmm. like there's something that you can't just write off everybody that's anxious that mm -hmm. they're not grounded in Christ. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know for a lot of people today, probably more than ever are struggling with anxiety and they're mm -hmm. trying to decide yeah. because... And I don't mean this bad, but some mm -hmm. people just medicate to medicate yeah. because there is no answer that maybe could be answered with figuring out principles of life. And some people don't medicate because they're like, principles of life should fix yeah. it, like you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So can you talk through for our audience or for mm -hmm. the people that are listening, how do you know? Like, how do you get to this place where how do you incorporate Christ and how do you know or understand the other elements that you need to bring in? Yeah. Uh, I think it's, 
obviously it's important to know yourself to some okay. degree. Um, I do agree. I think it is twofold. Um, I think you can take it back to scripture and be like, yeah, the Bible obviously clearly says like, mm-hmm. do not be anxious. But I don't necessarily think that that's just a battle of, oh, I'm not um, grounded in my faith enough or, oh, I'm not like trustworthy mm-hmm. enough in God. Um, I definitely think that it is a mental health battle as well. And combining the two, um, yeah, like I said, it is. A, you have to know yourself to be able to know how to battle it in a way. Um, it comes back to like your emotions and just um, being able to sort through that. And <laughs> it's funny, my mentor, she loves the feelings wheel. And so whenever the, the feelings wheel, so it's okay. a wheel that like breaks down all your emotions and everything and helps you sort through it all. And so honestly, I need one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you need one of those. It, it's really helpful. <laughs> I've never heard of a can feelings wheel. Can you give me wheel. a feeling wheel? Just cool. Yeah, just Google it. Um, can you okay. walk us through some tools that you use? So how... How do you work through your anxiety today with the both and? Yeah. Um, I think some things that, like, have definitely helped me is just being able to slow my mind down mm-hmm. and, like, process, like, w- thinking about, like, okay, where am I? What's my feeling right now? Um, what can I ground myself to? So, like, even just, like, touching something physical where it's, mm-hmm. like, it just resets in your brain that, like, it's mm-hmm. okay. There's something, like, around you or something comforting. Um kind of talking yourself off that ledge where it's like you're so panicky that like you're shaking and just being like you can breathe and just like resetting your mind Mm -hmm. and taking deep breaths and I know there's a lot of different breathing ones out there Mm -hmm. there's like count to three yeah Yeah, there's a lot of different breathing methods so those have helped me a lot okay is there things that then so when you combine the scriptural part Mm -hmm. of it so you go through the breathing techniques or you go through the feelings wheel and then yeah. or whatever that stuff is from those tools. Is there certain scripture that you go to or is it just being in the word in general? Is it through prayer? Like how do you help offset both of those things? Yeah, honestly, both. Um, okay. There's something it's called breath prayers. And so you literally combine the two. And so you take a piece of scripture and you pray through it while regulating your breathing. Mm-hmm. And that's wow. something that I've also found is really helpful. And it can works. Can people find that somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. You can Google it. You just Google it. Bre- yeah. Breath prayers. Yeah. Breath prayers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's and so cool. you can literally take any piece of scripture and apply it to whatever type of prayer that you feel you need to pray in the moment and then just kind of work yourself down with that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, you can take it to scriptures specifically talking about anxiety or like mm-hmm. needing peace or something like mm-hmm. that or something completely different. Is it good mm-hmm. for you to find devotionals that deal with anxiety or depression to be able to help offset that or does it matter? I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I feel okay. like in some ways it does help, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. After you get into the routine of it, it mm-hmm. just kind of feels like it's just another devotion. Okay. So I don't know. Would that you recommend counseling? I actually would. I mean, even if it's just like a mentorship and it's not quite so much of okay. like even counseling, just having somebody to talk to and somebody who mm-hmm. understands or has a little bit more psychological mm-hmm. understanding than mm-hmm. you do is, I mean, it's incredible. So a mentoring relationship to help you walk through At those least, journeys. yeah. And so can you describe a little bit about your mentor and how she or he has helped you in the process? Yeah, um, she's amazing. Um, she sometimes, I'm trying to think of how I want to go with this. Um, usually we'll just come in and like, she'll be like, hey, is there anything like on your mind, anything we need to talk about? And like if there's something specific, we'll talk about it and... Um, I don't know. Do you guys know the Enneagram at all? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I know it because Nichelle used to tell me what number I was all the okay. time. Okay. And yeah, then remind all, me. That's all I can't I remember what number I was. Or Do you remember, Nick? You're a one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Is one a bad thing? No, 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 no. 
no. I'm a nine wing one, so it's okay. Okay. Wing, so we're not that far apart. No, no, no. We're really not. Okay, good. Um, but I always thought I was a six, and I found out that a six is what a nine goes to when they're unhealthy. And I was like, that's so interesting. So can you, again, just for our audience who's <laughs> yeah. listening, can you describe a little bit how the Enneagram has helped you. So what did it tell you about yourself that helps you? So, yeah, cause it's a tool just like a strength finder or anything. It's a tool yes. that would say, this is a little bit about who you are. Mm -hmm. So can you describe, so you're a nine wing one. Yes. So describe what is it that you learned about yourself that has helped you in that process? Cause I would agree there's a lot of value in mm -hmm. strength finders and like learning more about yourself. So yeah. I, wouldn't say I just don't want to skip over like, no. the, yeah. people that don't know. The Enneagram, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a perfect, like, oh, my goodness, you're a one mm. or you're a nine or whatever. Like that. Don't put yourself into that category okay. necessarily. But I do think it's beneficial because it helps you learn more about yourself and just helps you. Uh, I mean, depending on there's nine different numbers, one through mm. one through nine um, that help you. And they just kind of explain like your personality or like what you go to when you're angry mm -hmm. or what you go to when you're healthy and just different um different correlations mm. between the ones and I don't know it's just been beneficial to be like oh okay my like that's how my brain will mm -hmm. sometimes track so if um, how would people do an Enneagram how do they know how do they figure it out there's a lot of different Enneagram tests that you can take okay which google I mean, it is, too yeah let google google, <laughs> google. <laughs> Google's everything. The everything everything is just google Enneagram <laughs> yes they can fill it out yes yeah okay yeah, Sorry, I'm pretty so. sure it's free otherwise yeah. there's tons of Enneagram books which I find those more fascinating mm. but okay yeah so then back to your mentor. So she, yeah. what's going on in your life? And she uses the Enneagram or you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of a mess. Cause I'm like, I don't really know like who I am. Mm. Like I'm freaking out. Like I was joking. Like I'm having like a mid midlife crisis. <laughs> so is this somebody that you met here at HU or is it someone from back home or? Yes. She's my mentor at HU. At so. HU. Okay. Yes. So How'd she you get like. One? Sorry. Keep going. No, that's okay. <laughs> Say it, Jennifer. No, I just want to see, like, how much older is she? Is she, like, five years older is it, or 10 years older or 20? Or, like, I think she's is? 23. So she's not that much older so than you So not that much mm -hmm. older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Okay, now ask your question. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> how did you get it? Did you apply for one? You say, I want one. Um, so you can through Huntington. Okay. Um, but I'm also a sojourner. Mm -hmm. So which a sojourner, we're just, like... Uh, the old name for us was campus ministry coordinators, oh. but then they changed it to sojourners. And so basically I just help lead like spiritual life on, on my campus at Huntington. Mm -hmm. And we have to do one-on-ones every week with a mentor. And so mm -hmm. that's how, that's mm -hmm. how I got a mentor. I think everybody it's, should have a mentor. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So your mentors helped you through the process by helping you yes. understand. Yeah. It just yourself. helps you kind of discover yourself. And like, there were things that she brought up that I was like, oh my goodness, I never thought that that could be a trigger of that emotion. Or like, mm -hmm. I never thought that like that could be part of why I'm anxious or mm -hmm. just different things that I never realized about myself before. Right. Or like different things that I was like, oh my goodness, I never fully processed that. Like that's mm -hmm. why it's triggering this feeling and mm -hmm. just the vicious cycle. Yeah. Yes. So can we talk a little bit about depression? Because yeah. that's a big thing lately. It is. Well, I don't know it's lately. I would assume it's been a big thing all of the time, but it's more, it seems like it's become more prevalent, right? Yeah. Lately of depression, depression that leads to suicide. Mm -hmm. And again, more mm -hmm. suicides in young people than we've ever, ever seen before. Yeah. And so 
it's interesting to me because it used to be that there was a stereotype for kids that commit suicide or mm -hmm. people that commit suicide. Mm -hmm. So the stereotype before was, oh, you're a kid from a broken home yeah. or uh, you didn't know the Lord or you got addicted to something or you just mm -hmm. went down this mm -hmm. black hole. And that's why you became depressed and suicidal, which led to the things. But there are more depression and suicide in kids that grow up in perfectly normal homes with incredible families mm -hmm. with no reason yeah. That again, I put it in quotations for anybody that's not <laughs> watching. Is yeah. because the the response and 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 I say this because we need to learn this because mm -hmm. if you're on the lookout, you see people that grow up in a Christian home with everything that's fine. Be like, why would I ever think that you would be depressed? I mean, you yeah. got everything. Mm -hmm. You got everything you need. You got yep. both parents are at home. You're you're not in trouble. You're not. Mm -hmm. You're not sexually promiscuous. You're not, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? You're not mm -hmm. in this, this class of, and honestly, I think these are the forgotten kids. And it's yeah. the thing that almost scares me the most moving forward, because I think there mm -hmm. are a group of, you would never believe that that person is depressed. Mm -hmm. They never show signs and mm -hmm. that person would never be mm -hmm. suicidal. And I think this is the next thing that we're going to see of more of that coming prevalence. So can mm. you talk as much as you can about yeah. that journey of, because people's responses, like, why wouldn't you be happy? Mm. You have everything that you need. So mm -hmm. can you talk through what that looked like for you? Yeah, that's definitely something that I personally have struggled with. Because for me, I've gone back to that stereotype. Where I'm like, I don't fit the stereotype. Like, why, why do I feel this way? Um, and I, I don't really have full answers, to be mm. honest. But I think for me, it's just, um, I guess my solution is just knowing that, like, for me, my joy is rooted in Christ mm -hmm. and joy and happiness are two very different things. Mm -hmm. And so there may be days where I'm not happy, but that doesn't mean that I can't be joyful. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that's definitely my stepping stone. And then also realizing, like, every day isn't going to be the same. Like, it's mm -hmm. okay if some days are a little bit harder to get through versus other days. And I think it's a lot of grace. Like, the, you have mm -hmm. to give yourself a lot of grace throughout it. Because you think mm -hmm. being hard on yourself led you to some of the... I would say to some degree, yeah. I'm really hard on myself. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't I don't know how... I really don't know how I became depressed. I mean, I'm from Michigan, so, like, we get seasonal depression a lot, which, yeah. I mean, I get that too. But Which they have little little therapy lamps, which are really great too. Mm. If, you need to, <laughs> if you need some extra sunlight, <laughs> vitamin D, <laughs> get yeah. the therapy lamp. So can you... When did you figure out that, like, this is more than being unhappy, you know, because I think yeah. that's the thing that mm -hmm. people. So for people that are listening or watching, how do you understand? Because once you understand that you have, because mm -hmm. I honestly just don't think it's an unhappy. Like, I think it's yeah. just, I don't know if sickness is the right word. Close to it. It's a mental sickness. Yeah, that mm -hmm. you actually need to identify because if mm -hmm. you don't learn to deal with it, I think it can turn into, you know, places that you can end up that yeah so how did you know that it's not like oh, i'm just not happy today or the sun ain't shining so <laughs> or the cows yeah. aren't cooperating <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like it's just not a normal how did you know that it was beyond that how did you identify that yeah for me it became like my character was shifting it was like Normally, I, I wanted to be outside. Like, I was super motivated, and it was like, I just didn't care. Like, mm. sitting inside all day was perfectly fine, and that's just, that is not me. Mm. And that's, honestly, was when my parents were like, there, you're not okay. Mm. Um, which I shouldn't say that that's like, oh, my goodness, the only moment. Mm -hmm. But that was definitely a moment that even, like, clicked in my, my own head when my mm. parents were like, Abby, why 
why do you not want to go outside mm-hmm. or like be outside? And that's so unlike me. I'm an outdoors kid. Like I want to be outside all the time. Um, yeah, that doesn't really fully answer your question. No, but well, I mean, it's a it does because there yeah. were there is a difference between I had a bad day. Yeah. And I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. I think it's when you hit like a valley and it's just like, I don't know, feelings of isolation and just abnormalities about yourself and just, yeah, I mean, some could argue it's just having a really mental bad day, but I I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think when, at least for people that I've talked to or see, it's like, there's bad days, Mm -hmm. you know, you have days you're just like tired, I'm exhausted, I, but when you lose motivation for life. Yeah. Not that extreme, but when you lose to motivation degree, though, yeah. to, and it goes longer than a day. Yes. You know, I think mm-hmm. probably should start processing Yes. that idea. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not a, like I don't struggle with depression, but after Sherry died, I was like, like, I, I honestly, I wonder if I'm depressed because mm-hmm. yeah. I have no motivation to do anything. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I'm a decently motivated mm-hmm. guy yeah. and I'm like... I would lay on the side of the bed and I'd look out the window. I'm like, is this because I'm lazy? Is this because mm-hmm. I'm tired? Is this because, and then I found out, you know what? This is bad. Yeah. Like I had never been in a mental state like that. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and that's what I want you to kind of talk about because this yeah. is where I think people get stuck. How do you get out of the pit? Yeah. You know, because once you're there. Because something has to happen. Yes. I mean, there's something, trauma of some sort, mm-hmm. of some level that something, that, that this. This happened and you walk through it. Yes. So, yeah, for you, it was the death of your wife, mm-hmm. you know, and all that that led up to it. And here we are, mm-hmm. you know. So is there something that happened in your life that you can, like, pinpoint? And maybe you can't, mm-hmm. but you're, like, as you've, like, processed, why was I in that yeah. spot? Honestly, no, like, <clears throat> there wasn't really a big traumatic event, which is still, like, why it was just so so hard for me to be able to accept it, I guess. Um, I mean, maybe it was being or feeling isolated mm-hmm. or just yeah not really knowing where to turn or just my own like insecurities of identity I mm-hmm. I'm really not well, probably you know yeah. when you're thrown into a new situation mm-hmm. a school situation yeah and it wasn't what you thought it was and no. so <laughs> life just turned upside down yeah. for you and so you're still trying to go and you're still trying to do but it's just not it's, yeah it's not working and you know, our emotions are big. Women's they emotions are. are big. They you are. Know? And so, <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right, Jennifer. I think the uh, triggers, mm-hmm. so they don't have to be hugely Huge, traumatic no. yes. triggers of somebody dying, but there are certain yes. things in life yeah. that trigger an emotion that moves us to a pit. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and so you talked a little bit about like once I recognize that, wow, man, I, I, do, I do have this tendency. Yeah. Right? Because I think it's, I think it's a lot of courage for you to admit it because <laughs> I sure. think nobody yeah. wants to admit it. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody wants to admit it. In fact, I didn't mm-hmm. even know if I wanted to say that, mm-hmm. you know, because I even when it mm-hmm. happened to me, I'm thinking, if I tell somebody that, I think I'm going to be, like, psychotic or weird mm-hmm. or, like, if you tell somebody. I, I'm just saying, I think that it becomes a, oh, we need to check on you or we need to see what's yeah. going on. So I'm almost mm-hmm. like, I don't even really want to tell anybody, you know, does it show weakness because mm-hmm. you're depressed or whatever mm-hmm. that. So you talked about like that was a struggle. Yeah. And I'm assuming that mm-hmm. in depression, whether it's you struggle a little or you struggle a lot, mm-hmm. are there things that help get you back out of it? Like people coming in to talk to you, was it helpful mm-hmm. that your mom did? Because I think what we have to learn, we have a part and you have a part, yeah. right? It's not just alone. Just like no. your mentor 
and the things that she can do helps mm-hmm. you through anxiety. Mm-hmm. Cause I think what I want our audience to learn, you can't do it on your own. You like anybody yeah. that mm-hmm. believes that you can just fight through, mm-hmm. right. Or anybody that thinks you just got to think differently. Yeah. I just don't think those things are true. Like no. I don't think one with its anxiety and I for sure don't think it's depression. Like just think happy no. thoughts and you're going to mm-hmm. be happy or just Mm-mm. stop whining all the time or just, grab the sides of the wall and pull yourself out of a pit. So can you yeah. talk a little bit about how you help or who has helped? And maybe it's the same techniques, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, how that's worked. Yeah, I would say the first thing is definitely admitting it. Like that was mm. the hardest thing for me to come to is actually like admitting, okay, I do mm. struggle with these things and then figuring out, okay, where do I go from here? Because I do have this knowledge now of what's actually going on. And um the other thing is realizing you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I went to a youth event and my eyes were like open to seeing just how many other people struggle with the same mm-hmm. thing that I did. And I was like, oh my goodness, why did I ever just not tell anyone? Like mm-hmm. it would have been so much easier. Like there's a community that will come around mm-hmm. you. And then for was me. Was that it, hard? Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard. It really is. It's not easy. Um, but there's a lot of freedom in being able to admit it. And. For me, after that, it was really just, like, starting from scratch. Like, I just Mm. went through, and I took my Bible, and I just wrote down, like, all the qualities that I know about myself Mm. and about my identity and really just went from there. And I was like, this is who I am. This is who God says I am. Mm -hmm. And, like, I am chosen. I am loved. And so, like, all these feelings aren't adequate to what God tells me. And so just slowly by slowly, like, rebuilding what you believe Mm -hmm. about yourself because it is your mind. I mean, it is a mental Mm -hmm. battle. And it's hard because you live with yourself and so you live with those thoughts Mm -hmm. and so it's really reframing your mind yeah because i sorry no i i i I was just thinking of like two years ago when i was probably at the darkest place i've ever been in my Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. you know and knowing that christ was the only one that was going to help me you know and to sit with him and read things and day after day and just ask for him to take what was like burning me away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's a process and you just, but if you don't have that relationship with Christ, I mean, Mm. how would you get out of that? Mm. You know, it's like, I would hate to go through the valleys without him, you know, because it's like, life is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that just, that just made me think of, think of that, how you just have to keep studying with him over and over again. And, Mm -hmm. And eventually... There's no time limit, yeah. you know, yeah. on, on when those times are going to, when you're going to get out of that. But mm-hmm. if you, if you just keep seeking him and keep asking yeah. for that, for him to take those thoughts, whatever the, mm-hmm. the mind things and slowly, but surely I remember listening to certain songs. I had a list of songs and I would sit down and really? I'm like, songs yeah, would help yes. I did. I would, hmm. I would sing certain ones and then it's like, oh, that's a good one. And then my songs would change. Hmm. I don't mm-hmm. go to those anymore. There's other ones that I yeah. go to, you know, but yes, I love to worship. I love to sing. I love to like hear scripture and songs. And that is just one of my, mm-hmm. my favorite things is hmm. to like sit in my office and I turn them on. So were sing. you the same yeah. way, Jennifer? So was it hard to admit that you were, I mean, were you depressed? I, 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 I could have been. I didn't really tell anybody. It was How something. Come? You I don't listen know. to Abby. She's just I telling know, I you. I didn't know Abby did. I do now. I mean, did you not because you didn't want to? Like, I, I'm interested in that whole thing. Was it just hard to say, like, I'm depressed? Like, I didn't because I didn't want to admit what I was, what I was struggling with in oh, my mind. It was okay. something that I had to deal with hmm. myself, you know? Um, yeah. Could I have told people? For sure. Would have people love me through it? For sure. 
but yeah. it was just something that I, and I, I mean, I told people, but I didn't tell them that I told them what I wanted them to hear. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Cause I'm Not just interested. Like that's yeah. cause I would yeah. assume yeah. that what Abby said, that might actually be one of the biggest hurdles, right? Mm-hmm. Is getting oh, to the place sure. where you just admit, you know what? I'm not all right. Like, yeah. I'm just not okay. Yep. And it's not even that I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Like, I am in a pit yes. and I am depressed. And these are the things that I'm struggling with. And I just wonder, like, how much freedom, that's the word yeah. you mm-hmm. use. Like, yeah. I, that mm-hmm. really struck me when you said, it. how much freedom could we just have if we just admit it? Mm-hmm. And if, anything. Yeah. The sins that we're in the struggles that we're in, the anxiety that we're struggling with, the depression. So why don't we? Why don't we? Because we should. Fear? I think it's fear. Really? You know, you keep all that bottled up and Satan's got a hold on you. Mm -hmm. You know, you bring it to light and there is that you're out of that bondage. You know, you Mm. talked about that not too long ago. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, why? Yeah. Why don't we feel like we have those safe places that we can, what, you know, you know, you have your mentor, you have some that say yeah. that no matter what you say, you can say it to her, mm-hmm. you know, no judgment. This is where I'm at. And yeah, somebody, move forward. yeah, somebody brought that up a couple podcasts ago. I don't remember when it was. And I, this is why I say everybody should have, like counselors have a place and I think mm-hmm. counselors are good, Yeah, but I think everybody should have a mentor. Or everybody should have a coach. I think it's yeah. the best money invested and best time invested you'll ever have mm-hmm. in your entire life. Because if you get a good one, it's the one person you can come and say, you know what? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't have to be a counselor. No. Right? You can find the mentor. Dot, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm having, this sucks. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. Yep. This is what's going on. And again, mentors or, you know, the coaching aspect are going to be like, you know what? Let me help you build some tools. Let me mm-hmm. help you build a, a, a toolbox, yep. right? That's going to help you get out of the places that you're in. And that's why, mm-hmm. and that's why I've always struggled mm-hmm. with Do People just have a fear to have a mentor? Do people mm-hmm. just like, if I have one, then people are going to think I can't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you crazy? You can't do it mm-hmm. on your own. Yeah. I've had a mentor. Vic Reinhardt's been my mentor for years, mm-hmm. 20 years. And he's a guy that I can go to and, and he's going to set me straight. Yeah. There's going to be times where he's going to be like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why you're in the pit because you're an idiot. You need to think differently. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. to process differently. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. to, you know, you need to get, and then he's going to be the guy that's going to be when it's not good and there's nothing to say. He didn't have to say anything. He's just going to be there and help. Like I'm going to show up and do the things that, that no one else is going to do in your life. And so I just think it's such a, a, an amazing tool Mm -hmm. to be able to have. But Abby, can you talk through the idea of why do you think people fear it? Why do you think people fear admitting? Yeah, I think it's scary. I mean, I know that's kind of the same word as fear, mm. but it, yeah. it, it is. I mean, you're bringing something that only you have thought about and only you mm. have held close to yourself to light. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like Jennifer said, like, it is something that Satan has a bondage on you with. And so mm. when you're bringing it to light, like, it's even more difficult because he has that hold. But there truly is a freedom of watching that, the bondage break and those chains fall, mm-hmm. of bringing it to light. Freedom. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to be careful who you do talk to and who you do share with because, I mean, that was, I think, where some of the depression stem from is just not having the right friends mm-hmm. and people that I trusted but probably shouldn't have. And so, yeah, I think it's important, but I do think that, there's freedom when you share it. and yeah. yeah. So we're getting close to the end. So let's talk through this idea. So you gave us some, like, identify mm-hmm. tools, like I was in it. This is what helped get it out. So what yeah. about guard against? Because I think that's the other mm-hmm. part. I think there's a whole nother level that would say, mm-hmm. now, there are some things. Once you know, because, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so proud of you, the idea of, like, I admitted it. This is where I am. <laughs> Thank you. These are the mm-hmm. things. I mean, that takes tons of courage 
but it also mm -hmm. takes tons of effort mm -hmm. to put boundaries. Got yeah. like, I know that I struggle with my identity. Like that's something you said. Like mm -hmm. I, so I wrote down all mm -hmm. the things that I am, but mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that are going to tell you who you're not. Yeah. So there's mm -hmm. got to be boundaries in place. So can you talk through for our listeners, even for you personally, or yeah. maybe what you would recommend, especially maybe to young girls, like put these boundaries in place, because if you don't, you can do all of these things, but you're still going to be back in the pit again. Mm -hmm. um, that's hard. That's so open. Um, man. We said one, friends. Yes. Right? Like one of the things you said mm -hmm. is you better have a good boundary when it comes to who you surround yourself with. Yeah, I would say that's the most important part is starting off having good friends. Like you need community. That's something that no doubt you need community. Mm -hmm. But making sure that the people that you do surround yourself with are ones that are going to build you up or that in times are going to set you straight and be like, hey. So you need good accountable people. Um, I think it's also something that you personally have to be willing to work on yourself. Um, I think that while it's, I, yes, you need community, but yes, you also like, it is a battle between your mind. And so ultimately that is like something that you're going to have to, after you admit it, like hmm. take ownership of it too and be like, okay, mm -hmm. like I am going to, I am going to work through these feelings mm -hmm. and like, it is worth it. Cause like there is joy on the other mm -hmm. side. And if that is sitting down with a mentor, like having them, um, work through it with you. Um, does social media have any effect? I think social media has a ton of effect. Social media okay. sucks. <laughs> Honestly, I, Sorry, I don't like social media. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. I think it puts such a hard, um, I think that's where a lot of identity mm -hmm. problems, especially mm -hmm. for girls, mm -hmm. does come from. And I think that's the quickest way to fall like back into it. Um, if you are struggling mentally is to just go scroll on social media. Like, okay. So did you get rid mm -hmm. of it? I have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Certain ones like specifically Snapchat, like, Okay. I was like, it's not worth it. It's, mm. it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you did. Mm. So again, so we don't make Nick too mad. Since he's the <laughs> social media guru. And again, Nick has lots of great mm -hmm. points. Like, yes. It is incredible how many people have been reached for Christ when Nick talks about through online and social media. It is yes. pretty incredible. It is. But there is that, like, I got to identify what's not good for me. Yes. Right. And I think that's mm -hmm. what Nick has always said. Like, listen, don't throw the... What's the saying? Baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a saying, right? Like you don't just whatever. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, is you that are, not a saying? Are, I think it is. I huh? think it is. See, you are she's, older than she's me. She's an so. old soul. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so she you know, knows, you're knows older those. than me. But the idea yeah. is, just, so for you, you recognized again. This is my weakness. Mm -hmm. These are the things that are not good. So I can eliminate yeah. this, but I don't have mm -hmm. to eliminate it all. Yes. Right. Like you wouldn't recommend to to people out there get rid of all social media no i wouldn't say so i mean social media as a whole i wouldn't say is bad but just certain aspects of it that yeah. i think definitely they alter our brains like they alter the chemistry and we can easily get into habits with it and so i think it's just i mean if you know that about yourself then mm -hmm. set a limit i mean our phones have limits set a 30 minute limit or something to just they do break that habit yeah they do <laughs> or even like you know sometimes you can unfriend someone or unfollow somebody That's so true. if there's yes. somebody who is like makes you go down some toxic roads it's like mm -hmm. then just how do you do that like you if you're on your instagram there's ways to like not see things i don't know on instagram okay. not on it but i know on facebook that you can go up and you can click like your friend and you can say like unfollow or and unfriend you see that stuff. and you can like mm -hmm. unfollow where they just don't come up on your timeline and so you yep. get rid of those like thoughts if they take you down a path that you shouldn't be yeah. it's like just hey i learned this that like 
the more you look at certain things, mm-hmm. the more it ends up in your feed. Mm-hmm. Right? That too. So you could <laughs> alter in a good way. Mm-hmm. This is what they told me. I don't know if it's true mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. It's it true, true, Nick? It's true, yeah. So I was told as being chastised about <laughs> social media, they're like, well, you can say all those things, but you can, like you're getting on TikTok, but you can control you can. the majority, majority, mm-hmm. not all, but not the all majority of, of, like, so if you want things that are uplifting or if you want things mm-hmm. that are centered around Christ, mm-hmm. or, they said, I've never tried this, but they said, if you do certain things on TikTok, then you will only, not only, but the majority of what you get will be that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that true, Nick? Absolutely. Yeah. Right, so back to those things. If you're going to be on social media, then choose mm-hmm. your whatever. Just right. like in person. Do what? Just like in person. Like you want to choose the people that you're around. So talk through that a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, well, I think it's the I think it's the exact same thing. Okay. Like online, you need to choose who you follow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because of what you put in, you put out. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's the same thing in person as it is. Online. So if you want to alter somebody, if you want to alter your feed to be things that you want it to be, so it's who you put yourself around and what you like. I mean, I'm asking this as yeah. an ignorant question. Like, yeah, absolutely. okay. So if you, whatever you heart or like mm-hmm. or whatever those things are, then changes the algorithm of what you get. Yeah. Right. Whatever you give attention to, it's mm-hmm. going to start giving attention back. Yeah. Okay. So. Final things. If yes. you were going to talk to, because I would say you're going to talk to a lot of people. Yeah. So anybody that's struggling with anxiety or depression, any final words of wisdom that you would sum it all up and say, if you could pick two things or three things or one thing, mm-hmm. do this because this is going to help you. Because I would think that, especially for women, mm-hmm. I think struggling with emotions and in their mind, not that it's just a woman thing, but I do think it's a more of a thing for them. What would you yeah. say? I know I've already said some of this, but first of all, like admit it. Like truly, I think you'll find you'll find it healthiest when you just admit that that is what you're struggling with, and then find somebody that you can confide in and that you can um, will just listen to you. And even if it's just somebody who sits and listens and doesn't even give you mm. feedback, just somebody who can hear you out. Mm. Um, and then yeah, kind of know your own patterns of like your mind and like what you might be able to like kind of go into more mm. or just things that. Um, you know you might be more susceptible to, like, fall down that path. But, yeah, yeah I would say also just, I mean, I know it helped me, so it's not going to help everybody, but just being able to write down um, things that are true and just going back to the Bible. Like, for me, being a Christian throughout my whole battle with it, it's just always going back to the Bible. And, honestly, I think you will be surprised at how many other people do struggle with it. Oh. Um I was a camp counselor this past summer, and it was one of the most redeeming moments because I had a little girl who just all of a sudden broke down sobbing. And she was like, I never knew that somebody even your age dealt with something like this. Mm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) okay, God, that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) such a cool moment. And so it was cool to just even, well, not cool that, like, she struggles with it, but cool to just be able to, like, help her walk Mm -hmm. through it and too. So, yeah, I mean, share your story, honestly. That was something that, Honestly, up until being on this podcast that I've been scared to do, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I think just get it out there. Yeah. Well, again, I'm mm-hmm. super proud of you because oh, I believe, you. I am a believer in story changes lives. Mm-hmm. And so somebody to have the courage to share what they struggled with, share, yeah, because that's not easy to do, but then mm-hmm. also share on the other side of this, yeah. you know, there's, there is things that 
that God can do, you know, yeah. and ways that God can redeem and ways that you can live yeah. a healthy life. Because I think you're the future of what people are going to be struggling with. Mm -hmm. I think that it's this forgotten yeah. generation of kids that did grow up in good homes, people that mm -hmm. did seem perfectly normal on the outside mm -hmm. that are going to be the next wave that if we don't do something about and they don't admit it, yeah. They don't surround themselves with people that are right. They don't tell their story. They don't yeah. get the help that they need. That's the next wave mm -hmm. of things that I think are going to be critical yeah. in the mental health crisis that we're having today. Because I think so many people have focused on the typical people who have mental health mm -hmm. and have left this yeah. part of it out. So, it's an isolation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, of course. So when this comes out, make sure that you like, comment, or share. That way we can get Abby's story mm -hmm. out to as many mm -hmm. people as possible. And uh, again, and I would just say, like, if if you're struggling, reach out. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. find somebody. Like, mm -hmm. comment in mm -hmm. you know in any of the the posts that we have. If you're struggling, don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. And somebody from our staff or somebody from resources that we can help uh, put involved. Don't leave it as I watch this and I recognize mm -hmm. and I'm struggling with it, but I don't want to do anything about it because I have fear. So we're going to yeah. pray that, you know, God overcomes those fears and that you can admit that those things are out there. And if you comment, we'll respond. Like we'll figure out how to, to help get you the help that you need to be able to uh, get through those things because even if it's just a small struggle, small mm -hmm. struggles can turn into yes. life altering mm -hmm. events. So if you're mm -hmm. there, uh, make sure that you comment and, and we can get back to you and help you through that, uh, that process. And Abby, just thank you for mm -hmm. yeah. your story and thanks for everything that, uh, tools that you've been able to give people. And, uh, we look forward to seeing what God continues to do to your life, no, you. not to your life, <laughs> what in your God life, continues life. to do in, in your life. life. So thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye. Great job. Awesome. Thank you. That was, yeah. was that good? Yeah. Oh.